Hi, and welcome to Mindful, Beautiful, and Thriving, a podcast series by Tharaka Foundation focused on youth mental health. Before we begin today's episode, I just wanted to let you all know that all content that is found in our podcast is created for informational purposes only. This content is not intended to be a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, treatment, or therapy. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified health provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition, and never disregard professional medical advice or delay in seeking it because of something you have heard in this podcast. Thank you so much, and without further ado, let's get started. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Mindful, Beautiful, and Thriving. It is your host, Poonam, here with a very special guest, our own Dr. Nina the founder and the president of Tharika Foundation. Today, we are going to talk about self-esteem and we are planning to make it a series. You will come to know a lot of information, how to boost it, what are the symptoms, do's, don'ts. So I'm not going to go into the detail, but today we are just starting our first episode. I would like to welcome Dr. Lena. Dr. Lena, thank you so much for joining us. I'm looking forward to talking to you. Before I ask you a few questions, please introduce yourself for those who are listening to you for the first time. Thank you, Poonam, for that warm welcome. Um, I'm Dr. Lena Khanzode. I'm a child, adolescent, and adult psychiatrist. I trained at Stanford, and now I'm on their adjunct clinical faculty. And I currently do private practice. Uh, in Los Altos, and I've been doing that work for uh, almost 12 years now. That is so impressive, Dr. Lena. Thank you so much. So uh, before we go into deeper questions, I just wanted to ask you the very first basic question. What is self-esteem? So that's a really, really uh, important and a wonderful question to start with. I think there is a lot of confusion often that happens with terms like self-esteem, self-respect, self-worth, self-efficacy. So let me share with you some of the differences and what what each of those terms actually mean. Self-esteem actually stems from how you think and feel about yourself. It is how you value your abilities and skills. On the other hand, self-respect is a component of self-esteem and it has to do with positive values you attribute to yourself, such as honesty, confidence, humility, having dignity and integrity. So there is another thing called as self-efficacy, which is considered to be another component of self-esteem. And that is the sense of confidence that you will be able to manage opportunities, circumstances that you will encounter in life. So that sense of like, okay, I can manage things as they come is more of self-efficacy. I would like to talk a little bit more about self-esteem in a different kind of perspective. I think in the uh, world we are uh, living in currently, there is a lot of emphasis on self-esteem based on what we call as your external assets. So 
you know, I would say things that would count as external assets are I may be blessed with a good voice, so I'm a good singer. I may have good hand-eye coordination, and so I'm good at certain sports or dancing. I may be talented with art, and uh, you know, I may be a good painter or an artist. So those are kind of external ways of appreciating your talents and abilities. So it is still, you know, a big factor of what attributes to your self-esteem. Although, you know, the focus in the current world has been so much on those these days that we've forgotten there are other ways to also think about what your self-esteem comes from or what are some of the factors that contribute to self-esteem. And so we call those those you know factors or those assets as internal assets that you know we all have those internal assets or values if you want to say as is a word you can also think about so very little emphasis is given on you know what kind of internal assets you have things that come under internal assets would be kindness compassion, honesty, humility, integrity, you know, things that make us a, a person. And you and I know as we've, uh, you know, grown and become adults, we understand that these internal assets have more, if not equal value to external assets. Um, you may have all the talent externally, but if you are not kind, if you are rude and you are not uh, being humble about your talents, that's not going to take you too far. So a lot of the times I like to really emphasize, particularly for parents and the caregivers who are you know, raising kids in today's world to really take a moment to also appreciate your child for their internal assets, for the things that make them a person who they are, how unique they are with their not just external talents, but also internal assets of all these qualities that make them a wonderful human being. Thank you. Thank you, Dr. Lena. Um, that was wonderful explanation. So if I understand correctly, you're saying self-esteem is evaluating yourself. Now you can evaluate yourself based on your inner values or external um, talents or skills or how people measure your success. So one can say yeah, inside out and outside in. But you, as you said, you know, being human is more important and we all need to pay that aspect, attention to that aspect also, like values are important. So I was thinking, you know, some kids, they have low self-esteem while others have high. So why does it happen? Any particular reason? So 
our understanding about that is that it could be multifactorial. Um, you know, sometimes we see some genetics play a role in that. And, you know, this is particularly true if there is family history of depression, um, mood disorders running in the family. So often your brain wiring is such that you are born with this kind of negative outlook, if you will. You kind of look at glass half empty versus half full. So there's a bit of a role of that, certainly that is there. But what we understand is that the experiences in your environment, what you actually go through in your day-to-day -day life in terms of rich experiences around you really makes a much bigger difference in how your self-esteem actually develops. And um, often, you know, there are things that in the environment that can contribute to low self-esteem. The common things that I see in my day-to-day -day work is that it's very much dependent on the caregivers around the child, the children, what their outlook is. If they have more of a, a positive outlook towards things or a positive attitude or more of a negative outlook. Um, there are also uh, factors such as how you're appreciating your child, whether you are appreciating more of the outcome of what they are trying to do versus appreciating the process or the effort they are putting in a particular activity. So for example, if my child does not get an A grade in math test, I may focus more on, it's a shame, why can't you get an A? It's such a simple chapter you had a test on. But instead of that, if I switch gears and say, I saw you working really hard and it seems like it was a, a difficult chapter for you, how can we look at the experience you've had with this current test and why where you made mistakes and see if we can find a way to get more support and understanding if you need help to do better next time. So really how you are approaching your day-to-day -day life and how particularly you're looking at failures, the so-called failures in our day-to-day -day life. If you are trying to correct the behavior by labeling your child saying you are lazy, you are stupid, you are not smart, that definitely is going to impact their self-esteem negatively and lead to low self-esteem. On the other hand, if I am noticing certain behaviors that need correction, like I want my child to be more on top of their life, I want them to overcome some of the laziness maybe or be more organized, then if I focus that dialogue in more in a constructive criticism way than just criticizing, then I think that can also shape the child's self-esteem. So for example, 
if I want them to be more organized and instead of saying you can never do anything right, you're so disorganized, I change gears and I say, looks like you're struggling with some organizational skills. Let's sit down together and see how I can help you with that. So, um, you know, acknowledging that some of these corrections are about their behavior and not about the child. I think when we label the child, then they, they definitely are in that stage of life where it, they're very impressionable. They really, you know, absorb whatever word they are listening to. And so if we are using terms like you're disorganized, you are lazy, you are not smart, you're stupid, that's what they internalize and that leads to low self-esteem. But if I separate that and say, oh, this is one of the behaviors that they are showing, it's not the child who is stupid or make, you know, it, the decision might seem like they made a stupid decision, but the child is not stupid. So how I, you know, separate that and how I actually talk about it and bring the correction is really how we can attribute to positive versus or high versus low self-esteem. Wow, Dr. Nina, I learned a lot. Um, so the environment, as you said, plays a big role here. The situation is same, uh, but how parent is reacting like you gave that example of low grade, um, is the like parent finding fault in the child or like is there to support and acknowledge? So that makes a huge difference in child self-esteem. So other takeaway I was thinking, you know, that environment of the house, right? So if there is a violence in the house, domestic violence or, or other things in the family, and kids are watching, listening, maybe that's also impacting their self-esteem. Maybe, Yeah, we will cover that more, but I was wondering as the children are growing and their baby versus toddler, are there changes in their self-esteem as they're growing up? Yes, so what we understand is that uh, the self-esteem starts to develop the day the child is born and evolving as um, they are growing and go through different developmental stages. So if we think about the different developmental stages uh, for a minute, we start with being an infant, the first year of the baby's uh, life. Um, what do they need in those, uh, in those months or that year? They basically need some basic needs met, like they are being comforted, they are being nurtured, they've been fed, they've been, you know, given the, the, the basically the comfort and soothing mostly. And the whole idea is to keep make them feel really safe and secure. So at, at that stage, there is this sense of like, okay, you know, the self-esteem is more around, I am feeling safe and secure. And, and that's, that's kind of the first kind of maybe step towards like, okay, how I feel about myself. The uh, second stage, if we go through the second stage of toddlerhood, you know, if you think about what happens in that stage is um, they are starting to work on their self-identity. Like, 
you know, if you if you go back and think about your child's toddlerhood age, um, there is a lot of like, what do I look like? What can I do? There's a sense of like executing autonomy, and um, you know, they want to feel loved and be, you know, considered to be special. So there is again that you know, like okay. I am something because their awareness is starting to grow. And, and then when you give that positive kind of feedback of, hey, I'm going to allow you to explore and I'm going to make sure you're safe and they can come back to your secure base again, that's, you know, helping them feel like, okay, you know, this is, this is kind of, uh, you know, helping me feel safe and secure and feel good about myself. Now, moving along, if we go to the preschool stage, um, if we think about what's happening during those years, um, they are starting to build more awareness around how they are physically appearing now. So there is awareness around how tall I am, what's my flexibility, how are my abilities compared to other kids I play with. And um, they are also like starting to learn some problem solving skills. They are trying to you know, listen, but also execute their opinion. So again, you know, how we um, interact with them, how much we allow them to think and feel what they are feeling during that stage allows also for them to build some confidence and, you know, ability to feel like, okay, now I am starting to, you know, have my voice and my opinion and I'm learning new things. Moving along, if we think about school age, like grade school years, um, that's when the abstract thinking, the understanding of what's right versus wrong kind of starts to sink in more. And so uh, there is also this understanding of like, okay, there are rules, there's you know good rules and bad rules, there's things that we need to follow because that's supposed to be for our good. Uh, there are, you know, uh, things like there are, again, higher awareness around physical appearance, ability to make friends. The, 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 that stage is kind of a time where, again, they are learning, you know, the sense of right from wrong. And um, they are also trying to become more aware of their internal attributes or values of honesty, um, being truthful, being uh, loyal to your friend, um, being kind, being compassionate. So, so there is again, you know, how they are being nurtured by their environment, by their caregivers, whether at school, by their teachers, at home, by parents and grandparents or other extended family. All of that allows that self-esteem to move up further. And then we come to, um, you know, teenage years. And, and you know, I, I know you were trying to touch upon that. I think given now that kids are, if you're going through that development of now they are 10 to 13, the preteen and teenage kind of going into that phase, their level of awareness about the world around them is much higher now. Uh, so they are very aware of stuff that's stressful at home, whether it is financial stress or relationship-related stress. 
Um, they are also starting to deal with more learning demands at school, deal with you know difficult social interactions, often bullying kind of situations. And so that that is the time you know where they are trying to develop that sense of self and build that sense of self-control, which again, that is something that we all have a role to play, you know, based on the environmental factors they are surrounded by, they can build those things more positively. And so have a better sense of control and have a sense of feeling like I, you know, uh, even though there are things that seem to be out of my control, there are things that I can uh, still control by making the choices I'm making. So I think that is another like, you know, time where as parents, if we are encouraging them to make good choices, again, if they make a wrong choice, not, you know, getting down on them for making that mistake, but, you know, constructively helping them understand what would have been a different outcome if they had chosen a different choice, what was what are the pros and cons and helping them figure it out. I think it helps them to say, okay, yeah, next time I need to be honest about this thing by lying about certain thing or being dishonest. I, you know, lost this friendship or I may I lost this trust that I had with this person. So there is a lot, I think, you know, that that again as parents, as caregivers, we we are attributing to based on how much they are understanding how the world is. And then teenage years, finally, more kind of to kind of get to uh, the end of that developmental stage from infancy to teenage to young adulthood. That's, you know, the stage where, you know, unfortunately, there's a lot of biological changes that are happening in their body because of hormones and a lot of physical changes they are going through because of how how they their development is. And so the self-esteem tends to become a little fragile during those years. I think there's a lot more uh, emphasis, particularly in today's world related to media and how much physical appearance and how you look has been emphasized and how they are accepted by the, their peers. They're trying to fit in. They're trying to, in some ways, prove themselves. And so that is a kind of a very delicate developmental stage, if you will, where we see a lot of self-esteem being affected negatively, um, you know, mostly related to body image, um, other talents and feeling like somebody else is better than them, a lot more comparison that intuitively happens at this stage of life where they are constantly looking at them versus others. So this stage, I think, is particularly very important to have a listening ear, first of all, as a parent, to just hear them out, even though you may feel like this is not right, that my child is, you know, voicing all these concerns that, you know, don't seem to be um, the case, that's not true. I think the first thing we have to do as parents is not to correct them and jump and say, no, that's not the thing, you are this, you're not that, but to have a listening ear and hear them out and validate their, their feelings, that they are feeling some of this because a lot of other kids their age are also feeling that it's part of their developmental stage. But how do we bring the focus 
from just from external to internal is is where the, the where the shift can happen where you can talk about not just external talents and skills and abilities they have as a way to measure themselves but also who they are as a person and what internal assets they have so there is it's a pretty interesting process i know i took a little longer than i intended to really go through all the stages but hopefully it gives our listeners a perspective on how their self esteem is slowly evolving over different developmental stages and what can you do at each of those steps since we'll be you know uh, talking specifically more about what else we could do at each of those stages um i wanted to give this foundation so it it kind of makes sense when we talk about like the intervention absolutely dr lena it was a pleasure to have you and listen to all these stages and how self esteem is getting developed over the time and definitely we will talk more in our next episode and as you said you know teenaging um, that's very fragile so we'll focus more on that i really appreciate all the information you shared with us thank you so much Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. You're listening to Mindful, Beautiful and Thriving, a podcast series by Tharaka Foundation. As part of our youth series, we will be releasing new episodes every Friday. So make sure to continue to check those out. We hope you enjoyed this podcast and thank you so much for listening.